Well, a good Monday afternoon, Saskatchewan. Jamie and I with you here on the Green Zone. And the NFL regular season wrapped up last night with the Buffalo Bills beating the Miami Dolphins to clinch the number two seed in the AFC. They will take on the Pittsburgh Steelers on Wild Card Weekend that starts on Saturday as we preview the NFL playoffs here on the Green Zone and one of my favorite matchups. I talked about the potential of this happening last week. Wouldn't it be something if the Detroit Lions hosted their former quarterback, Matthew Stafford, and the L.A. Rams on Wild Card Weekend? And here we are, Matthew Stafford and the Rams against the Rams' former quarterback, Jared Goff, and the Detroit Lions in Detroit. And it's been a while uh, since the Detroit Lions have won a playoff game. You'd have to go back to 1991 when they beat the Dallas Cowboys 38-6 to during the divisional playoffs. And a member of that team, a member of the Detroit Lions Hall of Fame, the College Football Hall of Fame, is... One of the best offensive tackles to ever do it, and he did it with Barry Sanders running the rock with the Lions is Lomas Brown, now color analyst of the Detroit Lions, joining us now. Lomas, thank you so much uh, for taking the time. Absolutely, no problem. What do you think of this matchup with Matt Stafford v. Jared Goff and the Rams and the Lions? I'll give you one word. It's going to be epic. It's going to be epic, man. I mean, you you described it. Think about it. Matthew coming back to the city where he he led us for 12 years at the quarterback position, was ne- never able to get over that hump and win a playoff game here and never got an opportunity to host the game at Ford Field. And now he gets a chance to come back to Ford Field, come back to home, And then you got Jared Goff, you know, the new son, our new guy, you know, the guy that was casted away from L.A. and sent packing, and we embraced him. We've embraced him. Um, He's ours, um, and we want to see the best form. So it's going to be epic, uh, epic battle with so many storylines that can go into this game. And, man, we just want the fairy tale ending, which will be the Detroit Lions coming out as I mentioned, it's been a while, uh, 32 years since the uh, Lions last won a playoff game. How hungry is Detroit to see some success in the postseason uh, like they had when you uh, were blocking up front? Yeah, they're beyond ready for that to happen. These fans have been through so much over the past 30-some-odd years, uh, so much disappointment. Uh, so much promise that never came through. And they stuck in there. They hung in there the whole time. And our fans show up and show out. And it, you see it this year. You see it not only at the home games, but the opposing stadiums. We take over their stadiums. And the enthusiasm has just been awesome here, back here in the state of Michigan, back here in the city of Detroit. And we're ready for it to keep going. We don't want it to stop. We want it to keep this party to keep going as long as we can keep it going. And I think, like you say, the fans, they're, they're ready. They've been dying for it, and they're ready for it to happen here. 
Lomas Brown joining us, color analyst of the Detroit Lions. Uh, this year went into the Detroit Lions Hall of Fame after a great career along the offensive line in the National Football League, a former sixth overall pick of the Lions. When you look at a Dan Campbell-led team, is he an old-school coach, or is he more new-school than people give him credit for? You know what? That's a great question. I think he's an old-school guy that's able to adapt to the newer guys, to the new-school way and the new-school type of players that they have. Believe me, man, he's an old-school guy that deep down in his heart um, and everything, but at, to be a good coach, to be good at anything in life, you have to be willing to adapt. Um, and that's what I think he's done a great job at, being able to keep his ways but adapt to some of the ways that he sees need to be adapted to when you're dealing with young players. And that's what we have. We got a team full of young players, a team full of guys, that are young, young players that are making impactful plays and making an impact on this team and this organization. But you have to remember, these guys are still young. So I think Dan has done a great job. I think he should have very, very high consideration for Coach of the Year for what he's been able to do back here. And we think because of him, his staff, and Brad Holmes and what they've been able to do, our window of opportunity should be open for at least another three, four, or five years. Lomas Brown joining us, a color analyst of the Detroit Lions in their Hall of Fame this season, uh, inducted in October. Uh, but what what about the Rams? Uh, is, is there a danger warning here on uh, one of the hottest teams in the National Football League coming into Detroit? Oh, yeah, I'm scared. I'm nervous. Uh, before this happened, they asked me my, my choice without going to see Green Bay or L.A., and I, I emphatically said I want to see Green Bay. I'm not, I, I didn't want to have anything to do with Matthew Stafford uh, because, again, this guy is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. This is a guy that I know wants to come here and rip our heart out. I mean, he wants to win a playoff game in four fields. So, you know, I know I didn't want Matthew to come back here and make his return. Um, so, yeah, I am nervous. We seem to have answered all the questions throughout the regular season about after losses, will we be able to respond back? Uh, how are these guys, even after victory, how do these guys respond? So they've been able to answer the question pretty much 12 out of the, uh, you know, 12 out of the 17 games that we've had this year. So I think, and I'm hoping that they'll be able to answer the Matthew Stafford and the LA Rams question too. How big of a loss could it be if Sam Laporta, this, uh, as you said, a good young team, he's one of the best good young players. If he can't go with that knee injury, he suffered. Oh, my God. That, that, I'm telling you, when it happened on the field, you should have heard how it just sucked all the life out the stadium. I mean, hell, I even got sad up in the radio booth. It just, it was devastating to see him go down because of just what he means to this team and just the impact he's had for us this year. And to see him go down, man. And it didn't look good. So that's why I'm really not optimistic about him being able to play this week because of all the things that we asked him to do. 
You ask this guy to go in motion. You ask him to block defensive ends. You ask them to go out and pass routes. I mean, you ask a lot of the tight end positions. It's, uh, it's big in our offense, and that's going to be tremendous, man. That's going to be almost irreplaceable losing Sam uh, Laporta. How important is this game, or how big is it? Let's go back to your career a little bit. Uh, as the Lions kept winning, and you you get into the playoffs for the the first time, you go up against the Cowboys. Uh, it's a home game. Uh, didn't they didn't play in a playoff game since '83? It was '91. How big is this game for these young players? And what would you advise them if you're addressing the group on getting ready for this week and getting ready for this game? You know why I hate to use these words, but it's it's basically to me a must win. I mean, again, my goal coming into this season was the Lions to win the uh, division, which they done, um, and for the Lions to host the playoff game, which we are, and for the Lions to win that playoff game, which we need to, because we haven't in so many years. So, you know, my 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 dreams and hopes are for them to win this game. So I almost look at this game as a must-win. I really do. I mean, after a season like this, and for you not to win the playoff game, I, I mean, you can't say it, w- it would be a failure, but it would be awfully, awfully disappointing um, to a lot of people. And I do know, knowing uh, Dan Campbell, knowing the organization, their goals are set higher than just winning a playoff game. I know their goals are much, much more loftier then just went in a home playoff game. That was my goal for that to happen. So hopefully, man, they will be able to, like I say, get it done versus Matthew Stafford. Well, I got two more questions before we let you go. I have to ask about those glory days in Detroit before he moved on, eventually got a Super Bowl ring with Tampa Bay. What is it like to block for Barry Sanders? Matt, you know what? I tell people it's hard, but it's fair because of how great the guy is. And it's hard because you don't know whether you're front side or the back side of the play. So you have to just block it. You have to block the back side like you're front side because you always, men do it. We always, me, myself, Kevin Glover, all we got, we never wanted to be the guy responsible for Barry getting tackled. So you had to stay on the back side like you on the front side because, like, you know, Barry would cut it all the way back to you, and you would end up being the front side. But it was awesome. And the other thing I would tell people, you could go to YouTube, you could pull up Barry Sanders and see all his great runs. To me, some of the greatest runs Barry had were the ones that we see every Monday in the film room after a game. And it might be a one-yard loss. It might be a two-yard game. But it's going to be the greatest one-yard or two-yard game that you've ever seen in your life. And at least five times every Monday, he would make you say, oh, my goodness, how did he do that? How did he get away from this guy? He was just phenomenal, not only as a player, but as a person, too. Okay, uh, final one, and we're going to go away from the NFL. I know you're, you're in Detroit. You've been around in Michigan a long, long, long time. Uh, pretty big night uh, around those parts with Michigan up yeah. against Washington in the national yeah. championship game. Uh, I know you're a Florida guy uh, at heart and an alma mater, but 
what what do you think of the national championship tonight? Well, the head film uh, video guy is the Florida Gator. His name is Phil Bromley. He was on the Great Wall of Florida with me. He's been there for almost 30-some-odd years. Phil has been there as the video guy. So I love Phil Bromley to death. Go blue, block blue, go get it done. We're so close, man. We need a championship brought to the state of Michigan. Michigan is the closest thing right now to being able to get it. They're already out there. They might as well complete the job. They already slayed the biggest giant, which was Alabama. So they might as well go out there and finish the job. I think Jim Harbaugh is going to get it done in his, his swan song. Because you better believe he's gone after this. So I think he wants to get it done just as bad as anybody else. Go Blue! Lomas, thank you so much for your time and enjoy what you described as an epic match this coming weekend. <laughs> Take care. Thanks for having me. <laughs> that is Lomas Brown, former Detroit Lion, great in their Hall of Fame, College Football Hall of Fame, now radio color analyst for the Detroit Lions. Stafford v. Goff, Lions-Rams in Detroit. First home game since 90. 30 years ago was the last time they hosted a playoff game, and it's their former quarterback coming back. Yes, this this will that'll be on the tell. If there's one game I'm watching, that's the one I want to watch is the Rams and the Lions this weekend. There's a lot of great matchups, Chiefs-Dolphins. Those storylines have me more interested than any other matchup this weekend. And thanks to Lomas Brown. One of the greats should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as well. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. This is the Green Zone on a uh, chilly, frigid. Uh, week in Saskatchewan. Uh, yes. If you haven't already, find the uh, block heater cord. Hopefully yours doesn't snap off like mine did this morning. And you plug the car in so it's happy when you try to start it up when you leave work after eight hours or so. Or if you park outside at your house in the morning. I, I hate those mornings. That sound, or sometimes no sound whatsoever, is... Yeah, not the greatest way to start or end your day, depending on which side of it uh, it falls on. Uh, the wait time is 24 hours. Great. But a lot to get to here on the Green Zone today. Ryan Kennedy is going to join us of the Hockey News to talk more about William Nylander's new extension for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Maybe that's one of the topics you'd like to discuss on the Fan Free For All. And what you have to do is get on the phone lines to participate. The Green Zone. It's your phone call. 877-332-8255. We get to show them a real good time. Don't hold nothing back. This is it. The Fan Free For All. Each and every Monday here on the Green Zone, we open up the fan line at 1-877-332-8255 and allow you to take a little bit of control on the show, on the topics that might have you fired up, or maybe some predictions that you would like to deliver here on the Green Zone at one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. As the National Football League is now into their second season, the Wild Card Weekend is coming up. 
14 teams will now play for the Super Bowl. And that includes number two seed Dallas Cowboys this coming weekend against the Green Bay Packers. If you're wondering how the uh, Packers are going to do without Aaron Rodgers, I think Jordan Love proved he'll be okay uh, leading the Packers. The Buffalo Bills also take on the Steelers. The Bills, the number two seed. They clinched that last night against the Miami Dolphins. Rams-Lions on Sunday night. But there are two games on Saturday. And if I'm picking road upsets this weekend, there's a few that intrigue me. One of them is the Cleveland Browns against the Houston Texans. I know C.J. Stroud, the rookie, probably rookie of the year, um, has a has a lot of optimism going. But that Cleveland Browns defense is one of the best in the National Football League. And you put a veteran like Joe Flacco, been there, done that, he is cool Joe right now with the Cleveland Browns. And a talented offense with a very good defense, Against a team with a young leader, I like the Browns on the road. I think the Chiefs and the Eagles are done this weekend. I know the Buccaneers aren't going to be the favorite against the Philadelphia Eagles, but my goodness, the Eagles, they look lost, completely lost right now in the National Football League. This is, at the start of the year, it was like, oh, the Eagles are going to run it back to the Super Bowl so much for the Super Bowl hangover. We've seen so many teams lose the Super Bowl, and then it just completely deflates them. Remember the Carolina Panthers with Cam Newton when they lose to the Denver Broncos? Should I remind you what happened after going up 28-3 to against the New England Patriots for the Atlanta Falcons? Not only do they blow that one, But then, did it just wait 10 or 11 weeks for the Eagles to catch the hangover of the Super Bowl? And the Chiefs also look a little lost. Although the Miami Dolphins offense, hey, credit to the Buffalo Bills defense, but last night, not impressed. But I still think you could see the two teams that played for the Super Bowl out on wildcard weekend. The other one's the Rams over the Lions. Lomas Brown was on earlier. uh, Detroit Lions Hall of Famer, former offensive lineman, blocking for Barry Sanders. And he said, yeah, if it was between the Packers and the Rams, he's choosing to have the Packers in town in Detroit this weekend, not the L.A. Rams with the former Lions quarterback, Matthew Stafford. And a a Rams team found rejuvenation a little bit. Uh, with uh, Puka Nakua, the young receiver, breaking rookie records in receiving this year. Uh, Kyron Williams has been phenomenal running the ball uh, for the L.A. Rams. And you know my true feelings on the Detroit Lions. I've said it all year. As much as Drew Romenda came at me last week saying that I thought they were going to suck and miss the playoffs, I don't ever remember saying that because they had one of the easiest schedules in the NFL I saw this happening. They were going to get to the wild card weekend. They maybe host a playoff game and they're going to lose wild card weekend. That is my prediction. I like the Rams over the Lions. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Chad, am I on to something or am I completely amiss? Uh, no, I like the Rams too. The points for sure. There's three and a half, but they're right down to three now, so I keep watching. Watch for it to go back up to three and a half and grab it. But uh yeah. Super Bowl predictions? You're, you're off on one of your, your, your takes there. 
Okay. You are going to pick Tua, Tag, whatever, to go to Kansas City, plus five Fahrenheit, beat Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey in a playoff game. Are you? That is ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. That's like. I didn't say they were going to. I didn't. I, I didn't really like the Dolphins. Don't really like the Chiefs. I just. I could see it happening. I can't. I'm like it's only three and a half points. But come on, the, the Chiefs. If the Chiefs don't so win, the, if they if they win this weekend, they're not going much farther than that. Okay. Now you're gonna. You want predictions? It's, I got Kansas City and the Niners in the Super Bowl, and you're gonna blow me apart. But listen, you gotta listen. I don't just pick this. I, this is unbiased. This is data. So Patrick Mahomes on his worst season ever. Total yards right now this year. Patrick Mahomes is first. Passing yards fifth. Completions first. First downs third. Completion percentage six. TD six. That's his worst season as a quarterback in the NFL. Also, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is the number two yards defense and number three scoring defense in the whole NFL. A top five defense. They've never had that. If they score 21 points to Chiefs, they're 9-0 and this year. So you're telling me push comes to shove in a playoff game in Buffalo. They're going to have to go to Buffalo next week. Um, they score 21 points, they win. Like last Yesterday I was watching that game and I, I felt so much better about Kansas City because I'm watching Buffalo. I'm like, if Josh Allen was not Josh Allen, if he was Patrick Mahomes, like a competent, like not competent, that's the wrong word, a, a more reliable, steady quarterback, they would have beat the Dolphins by 30 points. They own that game. They're all over them. But Josh being Josh, I got to turn the ball over three times. If Josh Allen turns the ball over three times next week when Kansas City's there, they are going to get blown out of their own stadium. It's going to be awesome. I'm what was the most impressive win of the season? What was the most impressive win for the Chiefs this season? Which the most impressive win? Yeah. What 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 game should I look at going? Oh yeah, this is why I should believe in the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. The one in Germany when they held uh, when they went up twenty-one nothing and then went cruise control beat the Dolphins twenty-one fourteen. Played with their food in the second half after they just annihilated them in the first, and then they just played around. That, that defense shut down, in, and that's in a neutral site, beautiful weather. There wasn't even a breeze. Miami couldn't even move the ball. Miami again last week, or last night. Miami playing a top-notch team. What, not They didn't have a first down until the last drive at garbage time. Like, that's just it. Josh Allen, he's like, and Josh is great. I love it. that guy. is like superior. But did you, did they, were you watching that game? Did you think, yeah, Tua's going to drive this game? How many playoff team teams, how many playoff teams did the Chiefs beat this, this season? How many playoff teams? How many we, playoff teams did the Chiefs beat this teams? season? I can't answer that right now. One. It was know. the Dolphins. That's it. They lost to the Packers. They lost to the Eagles. They lost to the Lions. It. I'm. I'm I know you're a Patrick Mahomes guy, Chad, but not this year. But not be, not believing it. The, the AFC's like with the injuries and everything. It's all lining up. All Patrick Mahomes is going to have to do is beat Josh Allen in Buffalo to make it there, because Cleveland's probably winning. And Cleveland's probably going to Baltimore and winning too the next week, because that's a division game. And Cleveland's built to beat the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson looks great when he plays like an AFC team. Go play the Niners. I play them once every four years. Play a team that plays them every you know twice a year every year. Those teams they build to beat those teams. Cleveland's defense is built to stop Lamar Jackson. If they better hope Cleveland loses, because Cleveland will walk into Baltimore next week and beat them if they win this week. Okay, 
That, that was thoroughly enjoyable. one uh, 877 Chad's got Mahomes. No chance. No way. I do not. Well, who's catching the ball? Travis Kelsey isn't even catching the ball. You get, Isaiah Pacheco is going to have to go off this postseason to have a chance for the Chiefs. Not buying it. The Miami Dolphins, who were terrible in Germany, the only playoff team the Chiefs beat. Like you you look at their season, and it's like, man, that's a lot of close games against some bad football teams. They just, oh yeah, they lost to the Raiders recently. That's not a good look. Um, as I mentioned, the Packers beat them, the Eagles beat them, the Bills beat them, the Lions beat them. The Broncos beat the Chiefs this year. The Denver Broncos. one 877 Coming up next, there's been some coaching firings announced already in the last 24 hours in the NFL, but there's one player who should not have a job today after what happened at the end of a certain football game in the National Football League this weekend. Why, if I were running the New Orleans Saints, Jameis Winston would be out the door so damn fast for what he pulled at the end of the game against the Falcons. That's next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie and I with you here on the Green Zone. Uh, football at four, Britton Gray coming up. Our Green Zone Rider reporter was on the call with Corey Mace and a few others. Winter meetings going on with the Canadian Football League. They're in Nashville, Tennessee. It's also the home this week of the United States College Coaches Conference. It's a massive uh, coaching conference with in the United States. And it's cool the CFL's there. Uh, they have a booth set up uh, to promote the league to college coaches, help recruiting players. But also, we're going to talk about the, the dribble kick. Remember the Montreal Alouettes, the dribble kick? Jason Moss, on his call today with the reporters, said it's the first thing on the agenda for the rule changes. This is when it's second and forever, and the Alouettes had that receiver a yard behind the line of scrimmage, catch the ball, dribble it forward. It has, so you have to catch it behind the line of scrimmage and dribble it over the line of scrimmage and recover it. It's a first down. They want to get rid of the rule. I think that's bogus. Keep the rule. Learn to defend it. It's unique. I like the CFL and its uniqueness. Stop it uh, with the changes. Okay, let's go to yesterday. In the end, a meaningless game. Could have been big for the New Orleans Saints against the Atlanta Falcons with the division on the line, but with Tampa's win, it didn't matter. But at the end of the game, it's 41-17. Tyron Matthew intercepts a pass from the Atlanta Falcons. He's out of bounds at the one-yard line. Less than a minute 20 left in the game. Two kneel downs, game over. You win 41-17. What happens next was very interesting. The New Orleans Saints line up in victory formation. It's called victory formation. That's the one where the guy's like 10 yards behind the quarterback just in case there's a fumble snap or something. The two guys are right beside him. It's because it's a victory. They're going to win. You take a knee, kill the clock, it's over. 
But what happens is Jameis Winston turns around, gives the ball to Jamal Williams, and he scores a touchdown. You have the Atlanta Falcons thinking, whoa, 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 that was victory formation. What are you doing? Arthur Smith, now fired, loses it on Dennis Allen, the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, who's trying to calm him down. And after the game, we know why. All right, guys. Um... Look, good team win. I'm gonna start off by apologizing to Arthur Smith and the and the Falcons. Um, that was not a play that we intended to run down there to finish out that game. That's not who we are. That's not how we operate. We should have taken a knee right there. Um, you know, they asked me about getting Jamal a touchdown at the end. Um, I said I wanted to take a knee. We put victory out there, and um, the guys kind of wanted to get him a touchdown, and they they did that on their own. That's not that's unacceptable. Arthur's team pretty upset after he should be. He should be. He should be. So, who made the call? Apparently, Jameis Winston said, you know what, we're going to get Jamal a touchdown. Well, I apologize to D.A. because the play was was victory. Uh, but I also explained to D.A. that it was a team decision. And uh, and I think when you have the, a team morale, and I ask the guys, I say, guys, like, what do you, what do you want to do? We know how much Jamal means to this team. And, and I understood from D.A.'s perspective. So I, I, I give him that. Yeah. Yeah, but D.A. didn't condone that at all. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't. However, uh, we decided as a team to do it. And, man, we got an interception to the one-yard line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so if, 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 if we would have scored, would it still would have been disrespectful? Uh, no, because in the moment, right in that second tire, Matthew tries to run it in, that's his instinct to score a touchdown. But sober second thought has the head coach saying, let's be respectful for the guy. And Jamal Williams, by the way, there was no rush, there was no bonus here for a touchdown or anything. It was just... Oh, let's score, give him a touchdown. He hasn't scored all season at the end of a game. When the opposition's expecting you to take a knee, someone could have got hurt on that play because they're all like, okay, kneel down, okay, victory formation. You get blown up by the offensive lineman. Jameis Winston, he led the charge to make that call. If I'm Dennis Allen, he is out the door so damn fast he doesn't even have time to clean out his locker for changing the call of the head coach. This is a team decision. No, it's the coach's decision on what play you call. Clown, Jameis Winston.